Hey, TK Show is sponsored by South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Northern California's number one volume dealer. Check them out at SouthCountyChryslerJeepDodge.net or drive a little and save a lot in friendly Gilroy. Coming to you from the San Jose Mercury News, the Bay Area News Group, it's the TK Show. Now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show, recording from Warriors headquarters after a good brisk practice, I'm sure. Uh, we had Zaza Pachulia just walking by. He wanted to co-host or tease our guest a little bit. Uh, very, very happy to have on for the second time, I think, a TK show, Warriors assistant coach Ron Adams. Ron, good to have you on. I thought Zaza wanted to just replace you there for a little bit. Uh, you, you, need to, you need to elbow him a little bit. He just wanted to come over and sweat on us, that's all. <laughs> just on you, thankfully, just on you. Uh, Ron, you know, this team's obviously got a great record. Uh, one game into the post-All-Star break. Uh, as a guy who's looking at their defense especially, how are you feeling about what's going on with this team so far? Well, I, li I like our team defensively. Uh, when we're focused, we're really, really good. Uh, and... Uh, I like the variety of defenders we have mm -hmm. at the moment, uh, and I'm especially pleased with how our the new guys have fit in. See, and uh, David in particular, and Jabail. Um, these guys have really contributed a lot and, uh, and uh, have, have helped us in a different way defensively. I think than perhaps other years. Yeah, I mean, when you, you had Bogut, you had Azili, you, you know, you had clear shot blockers right at the rim. Uh, certainly Bogut was such a vocal part of that defense. Have you had to change schemes at all? Have you had to change the way you like to run the defense because you, you have different, you know, Zaza and, and David in particular aren't real shot blockers back there, but you've got other shot blockers too. I think we've gotten a bit more uh, aggressive in our pick and roll coverage. They're able to get up to the level of the screen a little bit better, mm -hmm. perhaps than we did a year ago. Um, but uh, I think both have brought toughness. And I'm not saying that we didn't have that before, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying for having new people come in and contribute, I think they have brought, brought that aspect of play. Mm -hmm. and, and then knowledge, too, the veteran players. You know, they know how to play. It was interesting. Both of them have been out for a substantial period mm -hmm. of time. And I don't think uh, one would have noticed that last night. We talk about Durant's arrival obviously affecting the offense. You add that kind of player to the offense. Has there been an adjustment to what he can do defensively? Have you had to mix things up just because of his presence? Well, I don't know if that would be the right way of putting it. I think he has given us, by his presence, a lot of versatility. Very unusual defensive player when you think about it. Um, he can guard bigs, he can guard smalls, he can block shots. Uh, he's a, a great helper. Um, very good at making passes difficult, which is a big thing for us, you know, sticking the ball. Making Just a bit of length difficult. on that guy, a little bit of length there. So um, I think he's had a, and this is what we wanted from him, a good, consistent regular season defensively. Uh, as with our other guys and as with players in this league, you know, they're some down games but his consistency has been quite good and when he's really focused he's been tremendous 
So uh, he's added a lot to our defensive uh, scheme, uh, schemes, I should say. And uh, he continues to get better. Mm. Uh, you knew how good a defensive player he would coached him in Oklahoma City, and we all saw it in that Western Conference Finals. We, we, he led, I think, the series in block shots. But he's at a career-high pace, going to break his career high in block shots. Defensive rebounding, I think he's at a career-high pace for rebounding. Uh, has that been another level for him this season, or is that just the level you knew that, that, that you'd seen from him on a day-to-day basis before? Well, with a, with a person who's talented as Kevin, it's just a matter of, of how much you want to put into something. You know, whatever you put in, you get back out. It's a pretty good action for this league. But, uh, and he's putting, I think, more into his defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, he's still brilliant. Uh, but uh, I think he wants to be a great all-around player, and this team has afforded him that luxury. You look at the defensive efficiency numbers much, Ron. I mean, you guys are, you, you had led the league when you won a championship. You kind of downed to number four last year. This year, I think you're two, but the numbers are about the same. Do you think, does that number mean much to you? The ranking mean much to you? What do you, what do you look at for when you look at those kind of stuff? The, the ranking is, you know, not something that I dwell on. Our numbers last year at number four were as good as our numbers at number one the year before. Yep. It all depends on the league. I think the thing that, that we have to take into consideration our program, not the league, is that we're playing, uh, we're not the only team, but we're the best at doing it, playing offensively the way we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're scoring a lot of points. We shoot a lot of threes, not as many as Houston. But uh, so our defense has to fit in with that kind of offensive thrust and uh, so some of the things I look at uh, because of how we play offense how we play defense are maybe a bit different Mm -hmm. Uh, field goal percentage defense is huge for me Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we're always going to give up a few points in terms of number numbers of points it's Mm -hmm. not going to be the same as with the ball control team so or a team that is more patient I should say Mm -hmm. half court Mm -hmm. So uh, we, you have to modify your numbers as to what you're doing, you know, your style of play, your methods, and uh, I, I like what I see so far. This team is just a little bit with Curry. You've always praised Curry's defense, defense team defense, and he, he has certainly uh, been very solid there. But he used to, when you first got here, he, he was put on the toughest point guard. He'd, I always look at Chris Paul. I always guarded Chris Paul with early. He hadn't been doing that before. Now you guys aren't doing that as much. You know, obviously, Paul, sorry, but that kind of player. Has there been a little change in philosophy on, on, on who you put Curry against and when you put him on the tough guy and when you move him off? Well, I think we're pretty eclectic in that regard. Steve likes him to start on the point guard in many games. Some games we don't. Uh, it's it's really how we assess the opponent. And uh, uh, Steph, when he's focused, is a, an extremely capable defensive player. Perhaps has the best hands in the team as far as mm. deflecting passes or mm. making a dribble difficult and mm. so on. Uh, but he's also pretty good at guarding the wings, you know, coming off of pin downs and so on. Um, so sometimes that's simply a game plan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he, as well as Clay, put out a lot of energy offensively, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is expected of them. And uh, 
perhaps in some ways Clay's body and size and so on lends itself to that, the, the dual role a little bit more so than Steph's uh, body does, although Steph has a really strong, wiry mm-hmm. body, I'm not saying, you know, but they're just two different uh, frames. And, uh, you know, it's just how we decide uh, going into a game what's best, and uh, that's how it's been. Obviously, last night, Draymond got pretty emotional, which happens, and games get emotional, and you did turn the tide kind of after that. When you see Draymond going off, and Steve's talked about it a lot, just kind of, you need the fire, you need the emotion, but you want it a certain line. Do, do you, I never see you kind of jumping in there. Do you kind of just let it happen? Do you talk about it with Draymond afterwards? Well, last night, I jumped in a little bit when he was going, because I didn't want to lose him in that game, because I knew it was going to be a really tough game, and... Uh, you know, my reactions to it probably are a little bit more orthodox. Steve is, you know, Steve is a really interesting guy when it comes to those kinds of things. At times he'll let something like that play out mm-hmm. because he, he feels it's going to be better for the team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my, I guess my reactions again, more fundamental. Just like, I don't want to lose a guy in a yeah. game, especially important as as he is but we were really in trouble against Sacramento the other night Mm -hmm. when that happened and the team rose up and uh, I think uh, Steve kind of welcomed that Mm -hmm. Uh, so he gets pretty fiery himself too obviously he has I think I like that in him Mm -hmm. Uh, and I like to see that energy in in Steve uh, he's had a he's had a a rough uh, road to hoe, mm-hmm. uh, but feeling better. And uh, but I like that in him, and I think uh, th- that's what makes him so special as a coach, too. All right, we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. It's Ram Truck Month at South County Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We've got several hundred monster trucks priced to sell. New Ram 1500 starting at just 18888 Ram $2500 to $13,077 off. Ram 3500 $13,077 off the MSRP. New Ram Pro City Cargo Van starting at 17888 So build your business, pull your boat, grow your garden, tow your RV for vacation. We have the truck you need at South County Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Gilroy. Drive a little, save a lot. All-Star Game. You're on the staff. <laughs> you're you are a defensive maven. That obviously wasn't much defense going on in that game. What are you thinking? Do you ever? Are you trying to say, hey, maybe we should play some defense here? Or you'd say, ah, whatever. Well, it's interesting in those games. You just kind of sit back and uh, understand the nature of it. I, this is my third one. Uh, the first one was more uh, amazing when you see it the first time. Uh, but I would like to see the All-Star game more like the old All-Star game, and people clamor for that, but I don't think we can get to that point. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Uh, it was interesting that uh, Gasol made some defensive plays, yep. and Draymond made some defensive plays during the game. But I think the uh, the issue is simply um, the nature of the league has changed so much, and it's more of a, a collective. Uh, these guys know each other in a different way than past players mm-hmm. knew each other. And it's a club, and uh, I think it actually makes it harder to compete in some ways during the regular season because you've grown up with these guys, yeah. now you compete against them. In the old days, people hated each other, mm-hmm. and uh, there wasn't the AAU system and all the other stuff. What was, what's fun about the All-Star game for me, and I do this during the game, is we have generally sitting around our bench all of the old-time greats, yeah. like George was sitting next to us, George Kerbin, mm-hmm. and 
Dr. J was there and uh, Dominique Wilkins. And then uh, uh, I had a nice talk with Spencer Haywood, who was behind our bench for a while, and Dave Cowens was behind our bench. And so I'll talk about the All-Star Games past with these guys. And uh, George was telling me that the games were very competitive, obviously, when he played. But, you know, 5000 to the winner, 2000 to the loser, which was a lot of money at that time. But the rivalries were much more intense and not bred by our current system of bringing up our young players. So what are you telling the players during the, during the All-Star game? Or are you just kind of have fun? I'm just having fun with them, really. Uh, I talked to the guys during the game. Uh, I'd coached Russell before, and so, you know, we had some nice talks. And uh, I think the first time I coached in the All-Star game was part of it. On both sides, there were nine players total that I had coached. Mm -hmm. So that's the fun part about it. And also, I think you have an opportunity to address players that you don't coach and tell them... Uh, the kinds of things that are important, I think, for them to hear about whether their play or their demeanor or whatever. And I've always taken the opportunity to do that. I remember talking to Steve Nash's last, I think it was his last All-Star game. And it was my first. And uh, I knew Steve uh, from before some. but And just being able to express the kind of job they've done over the course of time, the example they've been to, to so many people and just the, uh, the expertise that they've, they've uh, exercised in their craft, uh, I think, needs to be said. And uh, I enjoy that part yeah. of it. You brought up Westbrook. Uh, leads me into my next question. You coached in Oklahoma City, Westbrook and Durant. Don't need to ask you about the, that relationship. We don't really know at this point. But just that greeting for whatever you if you want to say that for for kevin in oklahoma city uh i wasn't there but it certainly looked pretty rough emotionally uh what did you think of it was it what you expected was it was it was it all you know disturbing to you at any point well i really love that organization there i had two wonderful years there and there's so many great people there who i i still have such great uh admiration for uh the way they've structured their program but, um, you know, I expected kind of a uh, less than welcome <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, greeting. But, uh, you know, I was disappointed with mm-hmm. the evening. I thought, uh, you know, it could have gone better. Um, I think, um, I know it's just, a, it was such an emotional thing for the state mm-hmm. uh, because it's a small <laughs> state. And, Kevin is of such stature, but he did so much for the state and and the program and the basketball program. And uh, my words to him were simply that you should, regardless of what happens, you should walk into that arena feeling really, really good about all of the great things that that happened uh, while you were there and uh, your play and your example as a as a man in that program. I think that was, you know, so significant and to not probably have that recognized in a better way was uh, pretty sad for me. Yeah. And then did you see Westbrook and he chirping at each other? Um, does that, knowing that how close, well, we don't know, but we theorize that they were teammates. They were teammates for a long time together. Did that bother you to see that those two guys with so much tension? It, it does. It does. It, it bothers me that uh, two guys who played together for a long time, diff- very different people, 
but had a, you know a great respect for each other, and I, I think still do. Uh, I would like to see you know I would like to see that re- resolved uh, uh, because they have certainly so much in common. But uh, you know these are young guys. Uh, there's a lot of emotion involved involved, uh, and uh, you know it will it will take its course and. I think eventually work work itself out, but uh, you know both good people and obviously both great basketball players. Some of it get worked out. We all saw the lob and all went crazy, and you were there on the sideline. Some of it get worked out just in that moment. Oh, I think (laughs) I I, I thought that was really a sweet play, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know these guys are under the public scrutiny so much Mm -hmm. and. You know that's part of it too. I think if it were, if we were not in, uh, you know, sport Hollywood, things would probably be different. Sport Hollywood, I like that. That's it's. I call it comic book almost. And I cover yeah. Shaq and Kobe. They yeah. communicate each other like comic book heroes yeah. do. You yeah. know, yep. it's all magnified. It's all overdone. Yes. Yes. And we. But just, two really good people. Yeah. And, you know. I'm happy Kevin's here. <laughs> uh, let's go. Uh, when when you see Demarcus Cousins get traded to, to New Orleans, we, you know the whole thing. Oh, they're the one. It could be the one eight. But do you do you feel? Wait a minute. If this is the one eight, I'm going to have to deal with Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis together. Well, that thought occurs to you immediately. Like the trades were interesting for me because then I project what it brings to that. You know what that trade brought to the team, one of our competitors, and. Uh, I, I'm, you know, there are always reasons behind these movements, but like Lou Williams is mm-hmm. arguably the sixth man of the year, mm-hmm. and it seems to me could fall, you know, could do that role for, you know, ongoing for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And okay, so they traded for whatever reasons they had, and probably good ones, I guess. I don't know, but I think he helped Houston. Yep, and he he demonstrated that the first game out. I think uh, New Orleans is, you know, becomes a very different team uh, if they can arrive at a style of play that can fit them. You know, Alvin likes to go up and down and uh, might be a little tougher with two big guys, who knows, but certainly they're from a talent standpoint. And the other significant uh, transaction was Taj going, Taj Gibson yep. going to Oklahoma City. I mean, yep. now Oklahoma City puts a rookie on the bench where he should be. Mm-hmm. You have Taj starting, and Taj is as solid. You know, Taj is as solid as any four-man in the East. And uh, I think, in some ways, other than Ibaka can make a three-point shot, I don't think. I don't think there's you know that he's a comparable player. Mm-hmm. Uh, why Chicago made the move, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Who knows on some of these? Uh, but, yeah. You know, the interesting thing. To me, though, is that we, we people have the impression that just getting younger and relying on this draft, it's going to yield these magic moments for you. And there's no guarantee of that. And everyone uses the, uh, the OKC model. Mm-hmm. And the OKC model is based on getting Durant and, you know, kind of falling into Durant in some ways because everyone would have taken the big guy yeah. first, I think. And then... You have Westbrook, and then you have Harden. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was privy privy to the thinking in terms of taking one 
one of those guys versus someone else, not with Durant. But uh, it's it's just so interesting to me because you have these proven pieces who can actually help your team win. And of course, there's salary cap considerations and all that sort of thing. But uh, it's 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 rather interesting to me. There's not many uh, OKC uh, <laughs> dynamics out there if you look at the history of this league. Uh, drafting Hall of Famers potentially in three straight drafts. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's ever been done. Um, What's it been like to work with JaVale McGee? I know you work a lot with the big guys. Uh, what were your expectations, and what, what's it been like on, on a day-to-day basis? Well, the first workout that we had here when he came in the summer, uh, Jaron and myself and JaVale, uh, he, uh, he were really impressed, uh, really impressed, and... Uh, just a, a diligent, hardworking guy, but a fun guy. And uh, I uh, was hoping he could help us. You know, he has played well in this league at times. And uh, he's been a, a real, uh, just, not, I wouldn't say a surprise, but it's just been such a pleasant uh, development for us. Uh, I mean, the guy's played really well. You know, it's played really well, and he can score the ball. Defensively, he's he's really solid. Uh, we'd like him to do a couple of things more defensively. I think his offensive game has been great. Uh, but uh, uh, JC's done a great job of, of working with him, and uh, he's just an integral part of this team. But he is also that from an interpersonal, mm-hmm. uh, the interpersonal <coughs> standpoint. He's a great teammate. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's really, really funny. He laughs at himself a lot, and he's very, very bright. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think his future is in stand-up comedy. <laughs> but uh, I can't say enough about. Uh, I just, first of all, I just love these these stories about mm-hmm. guys who are kind of down and out mm-hmm. and not getting traction, and all of a sudden, in the right setting at the right time, they gain traction, and that's what he's done. One thing, I'm switching topics here, but I'm just fascinated by the Western Conference Finals Game 6, Oklahoma City. You're down 3-2 at the time. You were down 3-1. Mm-hmm. Just how large that game was, and it just felt we all knew it was large going in. Uh, financially for the franchise, that's what I'm saying. Really, this is like a $50 million game. That's what it was, to get another home game, to get through, to get the Finals home games. Just for the, you know, you, you lose that game, you don't get Kevin Durant. Uh, you don't go to the finals. Game seven, you lose. That's big. But what are your memories of your emotions going into that game? Well, I think it was one of the toughest games as a coach that I've faced. Uh, you know, given the magnitude of of it and some of the things you pointed out. Uh, but um, we had pretty good confidence going into that game. We knew it would be tough, uh, and. You know, it took a, some miraculous things in the fourth quarter and, you know, Clay Thompson and other things uh, happening for us to, to get, get it done. But, I mean, looking back on it, it was just a huge game. And uh, we, you know, we came out on top. Uh, Oklahoma City was playing every bit as well as we were. I thought there were, I thought we straightened ourselves out in that series. In the middle part of that series, I thought that we were, uh, mushy in some areas mm-hmm. and uh, got better, you know, got it straightened out. And, uh, 
But in those kind of games, um, you know, on the opponent's floor, ca- uh, a team of that caliber, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be fortunate to win, and, and, and we were fortunate. And that guy, Clay Thompson, was a fairly large part of that. Did you remember your emotions watching him hit some of those shots in the fourth quarter, especially? Well, he was tremendous. I mean, that's... I don't know how you made your past clutch performances, but that was, you know, I mean, in the league, but that was a, you know, that was a huge performance on his part. Um, but, uh, you know, Clay's never met a shot that he didn't think was going in. And the same with, uh, the same with Steph. Uh, but I thought defensively and a lot of other ways, we really competed. It was just a tough, tough game from a from a sta- the standpoint of competition, of the physicality of it, of the aura of playing where we were playing under those circumstances and so on. And uh, it was one of the best wins in, that I can remember in my career, for sure. Ron, I, just, I know you signed a multi-year deal when you got here. Have you? Are you at the end of it? Are you? Have you extended from that? I know a lot of fans want to know, want to make sure you're here for a while. Well, I'm, I've... I've got, uh, you know, several years on a contract okay. here. Um, I go year to year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me, and I've, I think the biggest thing for anyone as you get older in an occupation that you've done for a long time, uh, I, I have to be able to bring a freshness to it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a strange guy, and and I, I have my own personality and my own way of doing things with the players and all of that sort of thing, that I think is still relevant. I hope so, anyway. And I have to assess. I have to assess my my own uh, performance as much as Bob assesses my performance or Steve, because I've got to know when it's time and when I'm not relevant. Uh, at the moment, I think I'm still relevant, <laughs> but I think that's true of all of us. And the other thing I don't want to have happen, I've seen it so often, is I want to maintain a really good attitude about things, mm-hmm. everything, uh, which is hard for me politically right now with what's going <laughs> on. But uh, I want to I want to have uh, a zest and a uh, an attitude that's helpful. Uh, and I see people sometimes in sport, especially as they age. They get a little more crotchety and all that sort of thing, and I'm, I don't want that. I know people think I should smile more <laughs> on the bench, but I do smile inside a lot, and I have a lot of fun with these guys, but um, those are my concerns moving mm. forward. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to ask you, we've asked you before about your favorite restaurant, so I'll skip to another question. Uh, Ron, what's a, a favorite book, one of your favorite books, a book you'd like to talk about? Well... <laughs> This favorite thing is hard for me because no. there's a I, I read uh, a whole gamut of things. Uh, I like poetry, so I have a lot of poetry yeah. books at home, and, and I can't say I have a favorite poet. I have many poets mm. who I really like. Uh, I'm reading uh, currently. Let's see, what am I reading? A variety of things, but uh, a uh, tennis book by the authors McPhee. It's no. about uh, Arthur Ashe and, and some other kinds of things, psychology of tennis. There's an interesting yeah. book I'm reading on uh, the history of the San Joaquin Valley. Mm-hmm. And, uh, geez, I'm just thinking of the title. 
Um, I think it's called Route 99. Okay. It's, it's a really interesting book. Uh, about all of the various people who I grew up in the Central Valley, sure. but uh, you know, from the late 1700s when people stumbled through Europeans and so on, looking at uh, the area and describing the area and Indians there and all of the other kinds of things, and then it progresses through. Uh, but this time of year, if I read something, I like fiction, too. Mm -hmm. Like, Elmore Leonard was a favorite yep. author of mine, yep. so anything he writes, I've read most of his stuff. So I enjoy him, but there's, there are a number of other uh, crime, mystery, whatever you'd mm -hmm. like to say, writers who I enjoy. My wife is an English lit major, mm -hmm. and she just gave me a, a mystery the other day. Um, but I'm, I'm really... I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of things stacked there. I have a lot of books given to me. But, uh, and then I like history. Okay. And uh, so anything that relates to that is, but as far as a favorite, favorite <laughs> book, I would be hard pressed to, to say what that would be. Um, I like theology too. And oh, yeah? a book recently I recommended to one of our guys is uh, the author's Aslan, ASLAM. He's uh, he wrote a book about that's uh, entitled the, the Zealot. It's a historical look at uh, the life of Jesus, mm. and uh, he is. Uh, it's not. I mean, he's he's not a Christian mm -hmm. per se, but it's a really interesting historical book and uh, I like theology too and that's, that's been a fascinating book I've recommended it to a couple of guys on my team but I, as far as a favorite book I could go on and on no. about it. I, I don't want yeah breath. it's a narrow question and I appreciate the the breadth of which you've, you've you've approached the, as all things Ron uh, but uh, I really appreciate this conversation you know I do uh, and uh, we will ha let's hope to do this again very soon but Ron I really thank you for being on the show thank you for uh, elbowing Zaza Pachulia we'll get him some later time uh, but uh, again thank you very much Ron that's the show for today well thank you so much you got it South County Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We've got several hundred monster trucks priced to sell. New Ram 1500 starting at just 18888 Ram 2500 to $13,077 off. Ram $3,500, $13,077 off the MSRP. New Ram Pro City Cargo Van starting at 17888 So build your business, pull your boat, grow your garden, tow your RV for vacation. We have the truck you need at South County Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Gilroy. Drive a little, save a lot.